You're listening to the Who's Driving Your Car podcast, episode 11. Hello and welcome to the Who's Driving Your Car podcast, where we discuss not only who or what might be driving your life, but also the great views and experiences along the way. Do you drive in the fast lane like my wife, or do you feel like you're stuck in first gear? You only get one life to live, and it can be either a total wreck or a beautiful cruise into the sunset. We are three friends that have collectively experienced almost anything that could possibly happen in this crazy world, and we'll be discussing our personal reflections and experiences so hopefully you can avoid running out of gas and truly enjoy the wind blowing in your hair. So hop on in with us for a little road trip called life, and let's discuss who's driving your car. Aye! Welcome back to Who's Driving Your Car, episode 11. On <laughs> Today's topic, we will be discussing the importance of being yourself or being true to yourself is another way to put it. Uh, we all believe we were created with a purpose. And so that will be the fundamental or principal uh, topic we'll have today. We will be discussing things like being who we were created to be, how we evolve over time, and who we are living for during our lives. Is that God, ourselves? Is it our friends, kids, family? Is it things we shouldn't be living for? Things like that. So that'll be on the uh, podcast for today. But before we get kicked off, uh, we wanted to swing back and, and let John read a review for us uh, and thank some of our listeners. Hey, guys. Thanks for uh, continuing to tune in. I want to give a shout out to uh, Jack Spratt. Um, 111, uh, and the review goes, I started listening to the podcast out of obligation. Steven is a friend of mine, Somali face, a lot of teeth, <laughs> but it quickly became one of my favorites. I fully expected to laugh, but I didn't expect to cry. Yet there I was crying in, in the pickup line of my son's school. This podcast is funny, uplifting, uplifting, inspiring, and real. It's refreshing to hear men talk openly about these issues, and I applaud these guys for stepping out of the box. Give Stephen, Matt, and Craig a listen. You won't regret it. Woo! Man, All right. Awesome review and much appreciated. So, Thank you. I'm glad you forced someone to listen, John. I yeah. know you've been a big cheerleader well, for us. Some of these people do, do have obligations. I have been twisting some arms. <laughs> well, look, I would say out there, we are... That, that was one of... It, we appreciate the the kind words and the reviews mean a lot to us and also some affirmation because we are putting ourselves out there a little bit. I still remember back to Craig and I's conversation in the way beginning when I was trying to get Craig on board to do this. And it is not something that you see every day, three guys talking about this kind of stuff, but we did all feel called to do it. So we do really appreciate the review. No. Yeah. We definitely appreciate it. Um, you know, if anything, if you ever kind of go into our subject today, right, Matt, importance of being yourself, um, if you feel called to do something, if that's, you know, a podcast, uh, and that's what you feel like would be true to yourself, you know, honoring your, your goals and your dreams, man, go for it. And here we are doing a podcast. Great example, Craig. Really good example. And today we're going to start a new segment on the podcast. So instead of a little catch up time on what we've been up to, we know we kind of sometimes like to get a little detailed in our storytelling. We're going to start a segment called, would you rather? So every week we'll come up with a question that might make the listeners think a little bit, make us think a little bit, 
and um, we'll see what we think about it. So today's question. I'm nervous already. Oh, me too. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Which we really have spent very little time looking into it. Just kind of a, another way to start the podcast here. We have, would you rather sit with a resting lion for 10 minutes or run across a hungry alligator's back? I would probably, I personally would run across the alligator's back. Because a resting lion, if it's wild, it won't be sitting there too long. Because, you know, if it wakes up, it's over. At least the alligator, I get a little leap, step on it, hop off real quick. Can you put that crazy crack cream workout to, to the test? <laughs> yeah, I would put it, that's where I would be truly be challenged. Putting it to the test. All of those exotic moves would come into play whenever he's trying to do I may dance like thing. Steve. <laughs> but it'll get me over that alligator. Did you walk right on that water? <laughs> yeah, that's right. I don't know. That's just my thought. How about yeah, you? Yeah, I agree. Um, I think I would probably uh, run across a hungry alligator's back. Um, I have done a little alligator hunting in my days, uh, caught some alligators, harvest them for the meat and the uh, their skins. And for the most part, I think I could probably get away from them. Um, the, is it a lion? Yeah, sit on the rest of the hungry lion. Uh, I would prefer if you'd have said it was a tiger because I'd be like, oh, look, it's Mike the tiger. I'm going to go <laughs> hug Mike. Um, but I think I can get away from the alligator. Well, they can't run very fast. Yeah, they are very fast. And not side to side, though. I'm going the opposite direction on this. Uh oh. I'm going to sit on the lion, dude. First You're going to sit on the lion? Sit that on. wasn't even the question. I thought I said by a resting no, lion. No, would you rather sit with a resting lion for 10 well, minutes? Well, I think he changed the question on us because I could definitely ride a lion. <laughs> <laughs> sit with the resting lion. I actually was like, thinking so about the, this. So the lion... Sit with is, or sit on? It says sit with. So oh. it's sleeping and you're just sitting very calmly next to it. It doesn't say it's sleeping. <laughs> it's, it's resting. <laughs> oh, well, that's, what I'm, that's what I thought. He would not be resting for long when he yeah. saw lunch sitting next to him. Well... I'm going to take, I'm going to sit with the resting lion for 10 minutes. 10 minutes is a long time because I think I could try to make friends with the lion. A little eye contact. Still an animal. <laughs> a little eye contact. <laughs> a little. So is this lion laying on its back? How is it? What's going on here? I don't know. I don't hey, even know the dynamics anymore. Hey, it gotta, could be asleep. It's probably, could be familiar with humans if it's at a zoo or something like that. We don't know where the lion is. Also, you don't know where the alligator and you are either. Are you stuck in the water with the alligator? Hmm. Are you in some contained environment with the alligator? You're running across the, the alligator? alligator's back. I know what you're doing, dude. What? A, well, how big is the alligator? It's a 10-foot alligator. I don't think you're making it across its back. <laughs> Never catch me. I think I saw a censored YouTube video where someone tried to befriend a wild lion. It didn't end well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they were even trying to look into his eyes either. I mean, that's just... But, you know... That's what I would probably do. I would try to treat it like another animal. I'm not, I'm not lying. Yeah, I would really man. take the lion. Hot you, dog versus lion? I think we're going to have to find a video on this. But, Matt, maybe your calm words would put that lion in a trance to the point where he you know, might sit down and just hang out with you. So you think you're Still Daniel? Blow up my podcast, start playing it. Daniel and the lion's den, is that it? <laughs> you, it you want to test it? That's me. That's awesome. Okay. Well, out there to the listeners, see if anybody agrees with hot dog and the lion or the other two and the hungry alligator's back. You have to mention <laughs> hungry alligator versus resting lion too. Didn't say the lion was hungry. Well, I still don't think you were clear on, we had to sit on it. We we're sitting by it. Yeah. Uh, no. I think you changed it for to benefit your situation. <laughs> I just here. read the question. <laughs> Next thing you know, you're sitting on it, looking into his eyes. <laughs> I don't know if we can look at his eyes if I'm sitting on the uh, lion. To be honest, though. Well, that's what I was saying. Did you turn the? Is it laying on his back now? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord. Well, it's a good first attempt, Dad. <laughs>
<laughs> or would you rather questions? Okay. Steering into the today's topic, um, this is one that speaks pretty good to all of us, I believe, and really to myself when I've thought about it. Um, I personally am a person who's who's tried to stay true to who I am with my John likes to give me a hard time about my language. I don't speak the right way a lot of the times or have my flyability. Half a glass full. Half a glass full. That's <laughs> Where right. is that glass? Somewhere up in here. I think it's still in the dishwasher, bro. Dude, I'm going to go get it. You can start drinking out of it right now. But uh, that or, uh, especially when I was younger in college, never been one who to drink much, never kind of swooned to the peer pressures of that, etc. Have made my way into drinking some wine in recent years, but never been a huge drinker. And I find it cool just to be who you are because we all are different. We all have a little bit of quirkiness, weirdness about us. And I think if you embrace it and you embrace who you believe you were created to be, and we'll talk about evolving into who we think we are as well, uh, it's pretty neat. And it, it really, I've said this on previous podcasts, when you go to sleep at night, I personally try it. I'm not perfect at it. We fail every day. We sin every day, but it's a pretty good feeling to myself when I can look back at the day and say, I feel like I was me. I wasn't living necessarily for something I shouldn't have been. I feel like I was living for God or living what I was called to do. Sometimes I struggle with feeling what I'm exactly called to do, but um, I think when you can do that, it's a pretty cool thing. What do y'all think, guys? Well, um, that's, that's the thing. you know, For people who don't really drink, a whole lot that leaves too much for the rest of us to kind of sip on and maybe have a little too much from time to time. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> no, man, I completely agree. Um, it's interesting. A couple of years ago, my wife and I did a little course through church called Living Your Strengths. Yeah. And it was good. And if you ever want to look at the book, it's Living Your Strengths by Albert uh, Wise Winsman. I think Albert Winsman, Living Your Strengths. But basically, you take the self assessment. They ask you a variety of questions, and at the end, it shows you out of these 20 or 30, quote-unquote, strengths, your top five. And what's interesting is they only show you your top five because they don't want you hanging up on what you're not. And it's funny because I think a lot of times the idea is that maybe you're tasked with something that's outside your comfort zone, and maybe it's because that's not where you're naturally drawn towards. And so the idea is that when you find out what your God-given strengths are, you embrace them and you see what amazing things can come from those and what you can offer a group or a team or your friends. And then there's times where you're going to need help in a certain area. And so knowing your friend's strengths, in our case, your spouse's strength, you, you kind of know where each other's coming from and you really embrace who you are. And uh, that was a good little exercise for us at least. Yeah. I've heard a lot about that. Have you done that, John? No, I haven't. That's uh, that's something that I've been wanting to do with my wife uh, for a while now. And I think it's comes out maybe this time of year so i need to look into so. it to see if uh when the next course is but i definitely would like to do it uh, you know that you're right um knowing your strengths is very important um i would kind of disagree with one point on that a little bit i think it's good to know your weaknesses uh, to so you know where you're vulnerable you know where you're you're not as durable in some areas but uh, I think knowing what they are can be helpful uh, for a lot of people. Now, obviously, if it's something that you're going to focus on and dwell on, I agree. In that situation, it wouldn't be great. But, uh, you know, to the bigger point, it is great to know what your strengths are and to be able to celebrate those and to use those to your best ability. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I would toggle along that a little bit. Oh, good. With, He's smiling. Yes, because I know what John may be saying here after this. First one to the punch here. We're all given certain gifts in life, Oh, John. God. 
we go. This guy stole my quote. And it. it is funny. John showed up here to record today, and I was here, and we were talking about it. And um, we're we're all three very faith driven. And John was like, "Well, I've got another Bible quote today," and I was like, "Man, so do I." <laughs> what a shock! And another handy dandy note bad quote. And shockingly, John had the same quote. And John, I'll let you go ahead and read it for no, us. No, that's fine. You already took the glory. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> Let's hear it. All right. It comes from Peter. And it really is surprising that John and I had the same quote because it's kind of deep in there a little bit. It's 1 Peter 4.10. <clears throat> as each one has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's very grace. And when y'all are talking about this, you know, strengths, weaknesses, etc., they're all really gifts in a way. I think I, I would agree with John. Um, sometimes your weaknesses can become a strength over time. And I, I agree a lot with Craig Cream, obviously, on knowing your strengths. And uh, it'll help you out in life, help others around you. That's a great point when you maybe you've done the course and you probably run into people, see people, and you have the idea of what your strengths are or other people's strengths are, and you can kind of help them out in life a little bit. But I do think it's key that we're all given certain gifts, strengths, abilities from God and in who we're created to be and to, to use those strengths to the best of our abilities. No, you're right. And, and, and the idea of being also that you surround yourself and embrace other people's strengths and, and honor their strengths. And, you know, it could lift you up. It can bring the team up. You know, just one, one simple example was uh, my wife and I are what are called relators. So in a social situation, we tend to, you know, hone in on the smaller group of people that we're really close to and go to them. So it's more of a, a more intimate one-on-one -on -one type relationships with a smaller group of people. Um, outside our comfort zone would be going into a big, say, wedding reception and making sure that I shake hands with everybody in the room and just like work the crowd, so to speak. But someone like that, you know, that might be somebody you want to team up with if you're out trying to d deliver a message or really connect with a large group. And maybe a relator might be more inclined to kind of, you know, counsel at a lower level. Or, or share in a one-on-one -on -one situation. Not that someone couldn't go out and do big things, just kind of what their natural draw is. And I think some people, especially with like, you know, comparing yourself to others. Yeah. You know, I think, uh, you know, if you compare yourself to others and you're like, well, I'm not like that, and you beat yourself up and, you know, it causes stress and anxiety, you know, once you find out kind of how God made you. And really it's interesting, even these strength categories, they balloon into a whole bunch of subcategories. So it's not that, only are five things it's basically this one thing you can do these 50 things really good you know what i mean so when you start to read you're really kind of oh yeah and so you it's like the stuff you just naturally feel good and comfortable with and then you know that like you said i do agree that if there's an area that challenges you it may be challenging you within your own strength so you know definitely get out there and, and push it and learn something new because i think you know you don't want to focus on the past there's always a chance to grow and kind of define who you are you know yeah, I agree. Um, so, you know, from what you're saying, it doesn't sound like you're going to have a uh, any future plans in politics, right? Oh, yeah. Not, no, thank you. <laughs> you're not, not going to be going and shaking hands Negative. And chasing around the room? No, I'll probably keep being a doctor. <laughs> no, it's, it's pretty funny. But, yeah, you're right. You know, and if you are a politician, that is something that you, that would certainly be beneficial if that was your strength to be able to go out and work a room and do those types of things. So we actually just went to a... Uh, a political launch event uh, slash podcast event last week or the week before. And uh, it was funny because we showed up and um, the guy running for office um, is a good friend of the family, one of my brother's best friends. And 
we walked in with the new baby and he's like, well, you definitely have the youngest constituent here. And, and I said, well, you know, you're a politician now. You're supposed to be shaking hands and kissing babies. We brought you a baby to kiss. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so he died laughing and he got to take a, a couple of pictures kissing Elijah Paul, Lucia, John Bear. Uh, so that uh, was pretty funny. That's so, funny. That's what your, your comments made me that's think hilarious. about. Yeah. Another thing that comes to mind is, you know, living with a purpose or living for who we think we're called to be. And I think this is something that I personally struggles, probably not the best word, but grapple with a little bit. Um, I'm pretty fulfilled with my job, with the podcast. It's been pretty cool. The restaurant doing different things, but you get you getting a good bit of traveling in now too. Yeah, getting some traveling in, experiencing some life. But I feel like throughout life we all change, evolve, and our an interest one day might not be an interest the next kind of thing. And I'm one of those people who sit here and say, "Man, if I'm doing the same thing I'm doing now in five years, try to help me out. I'd like to be experiencing something a little different um, with life." But I think it's sometimes hard to figure out what your true purpose is. Something that I personally believe we'll spend a lot of our time here on earth trying to figure out, um, or at least I want to, and not be kind of numb to the fact of it's just life. What do y'all think about having a purpose in life? No, I mean, I, I agree. I think, you know, naturally we're all taught you go to school, you go to college, you get a job and that's just kind of what you are, who you are. And I think a lot of people will have that whisper in their ear, like, man, don't you want to be doing this? Or you, you daydream. What if I was doing this other thing? And it just kind of gets you fired up. You know, is that really what you're called to do? Or hopefully your career is fulfilling a lot of that. Right. You know, but, um, you know, I think, I think, you know, if you're not, what's that saying? If you're not growing, you know, if you're making progress, you're growing. If you're not, you're dying. So there's always this internal drive, at least for me, to, to grow, to change, to make something, to do something, to create something new. And maybe that's exercising, you know, an internal gift or talent because it makes me feel fulfilled. And, you know, who knows, like you said, in 10 years where you'll be, but I think moving that forward, you're, you're coming who you are. And especially if you can identify not being happy, you know, what courage does it take to change that and take that first step towards being who you are or doing what will really fulfill you? Yeah, I think that's really well said. And you and I, Craig, we relate a lot on that. Um, age isn't really a factor in life. You can do anything you want to do in a sense. And we all do, I think at one point or another, have an inner calling of, man, I feel called to do that. Or that seems like something that I might be pretty decent at. Um, but it's easy to say, mm, I don't want to go down that road. Might be a lot of work or I don't know what I'm doing. Good example, this podcast. Didn't really know what we were doing. We started still trying to figure it out a little bit. Uh, but I think when you can listen to that voice, it's again, one of those things where you can feel pretty good about yourself at the end of the day that you're trying to explore something, grow a little bit, like you're saying. And we mentioned before, um, you know, not listening to the noise around you. So when you are taking those leaps of faith, you know, the inner voice that's telling you, what are you doing? Or even your, your friends or colleagues that might have some criticism, you know, if you can learn to put that aside and truly focus on what's fulfilling you, you know, I think that's going to get you where you want to go. No, I agree. And, uh, you know, for a lot of people, I think what um, defines or um, gives people a sense of value and worth and who they are is their vocation in life. So for me personally, um, whenever I was growing up, I'm probably like what most people, most people are, I wanted to grow up, grow up and do what my dad did. I thought I was going to go in and do anesthesia like he did. I have two brothers that uh, do anesthesia and, uh, so whenever I first, you know, was looking into it, 
Uh, my dad took me to a couple of hospitals. We did a few surgeries and it was really interesting. I really enjoyed it. Um, but after a little bit of time sitting there, you know, anesthesiologist or uh, nurse anesthetist put the patient to sleep. They generally don't do a whole lot until it's time to wake up the patient. They obviously monitor the patient, make sure that they stay alive. Everything's good to go with that. But for me personally, I was bored after a very short period of time. And I was thinking, oh my God, I'd have to do this for eight, 10 hours a day, get up in the middle of the night. Because, you know, at the time my dad was, would get called out and have to go do surgeries in the middle of the night. So after doing that a couple of times, I was like, okay, this is not for me. I, I can't see doing this. So for me, I, I stepped out of the box of what I had thought that I would do uh, for a vocation. And it ended up being a great decision for me. Um, we weren't uh, we weren't a family that went to the doctor a whole lot. We didn't take a lot of medication, other things like that. So, whenever I started looking into other fields, uh, you know, physical medicine, I actually, you know, looking at chiro- being a chiropractor, physical therapist, other things like that. Chiropractic ended up being the best fit for me, and uh, you know, it wasn't an easy thing to do. Uh, it wasn't something that was um, super, you know, my parents weren't super, my dad wasn't super thrilled about me going out and doing that initially. But, uh, as we talked about in other podcasts that ended up, he ended up turning the corner on that. And it's been a wonderful, um, profession for me. I'm, I couldn't imagine myself doing anything else. I can kind of relate a little bit, John. And so far as when I was growing up, I did at one point, I wanted to be a pro ball player that didn't work out. I have a question <laughs> now that you brought up pro ball players, okay. um, <laughs> I was watching the movie this morning, uh, for for the love of the game. Have you seen it? Is that a basketball? Uh, no, basketball? it's a baseball. No, I haven't. Okay, it's a story about Billy Chapel. Don't know. Played by Kevin Costner. Is that the one with the Kevin Costner? I know yeah, that. the Kevin Costner. Back the brakes. No, 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 no. He's old pitcher. I know who end that, of his I know career, all that kind of stuff. I'm just wondering if you being an elite athlete, all that, could you hit off of Billy Chapel slash Kevin Costner? Could it happen? I think I could make contact. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. Me and Brashear, he threw a no hitter in this game. Come on, man. Hey, I've never seen the movie. I said I think I could make contact, and that doesn't mean I would get a hit. We would just make contact. Kevin Costner. I know who he is. Okay. I think I could hit off <laughs> Kevin awesome. Costner. I'm just saying. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Steve, when you said I want to be an ant, I was waiting for ant farm. <laughs> ant farmer. That was earlier. That you was heard a previous on. earlier podcast. Yeah. Steve goes into his ambitions for ant farming. That's, That's right. great. New future business for us. Sorry, that was. I did show y'all that how there's a lot of people making them. Oh yeah, yeah living off of that. Millions. I missed an opportunity. It's not too late though. No, but in all seriousness, I can relate to that. I was. Uh, I did grow up thinking that, and then I was like, well, my dad's a lawyer. My, my number one goal in life, and we're waiting on God's time here, is to get married, have kids. And I was like, what can I do to support a family? Um, and I was lawyer or doctor. And it really was purely about being able to support a family and help people out, which I love to do. And so the medicine thing, I have somewhat of a weak stomach. <laughs> uh, so I was like, We well, got to get that picture out there. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, you're talking about when I got my... Uh, Blood work done. Yeah. And uh, so I was like, that's all. not going to be medicine because of the weak stomach. So I went into practicing law, doing it, just trucking along. And as I've evolved, gotten a little older, I've noticed, well, I'll have other interests. And me and my boy Lowry had a magazine for four years. And I still remember telling my dad that I was starting this up. And he was like, um, do you want to practice law? 
what are you doing? Had no, no real, like very out of the box. Cause my dad's a defense attorney. So you go to work, you build by the hour trucking all day, every day in my world in the plaintiff's world, you can kind of do whatever you want. You can have a, have a job as a lawyer. And when you're not uber busy, you can do other stuff like this. And then it became, I'm going to buy Botskis. And my dad again was like, what are you doing, son? And now, <laughs> and now dad's like pretty interested in the Botskis deal, loves it. And then the podcast came about and I was like, yeah, mom and pa starting the podcast up. And dad's like, what the heck is a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> so I told John, I said, dude, we might have a chance with the podcast because every time I've done one of these ventures, my dad's been like, what the heck? And it's worked out. <laughs> so, awesome. And now Andy Mann's like sharing our um, stuff out there and, in the social world. Andy Mann's a great supporter. I mean, I see him liking 25 things at a time. Whenever, <laughs> he, whenever he finds it and gets a hold of it, he's on fire. Oh, that's what, great. Appreciate it. Yeah, so I, I can agree with that, though. It's funny how, um, and I now do feel very content with the the bit of time I spend in the law world, being able to do this and help people, so can agree. What about you, Craig? Did you feel that medicine was a purpose or a calling for you in some way? Yeah, I always kind of had an attraction to the you know biology and, of course, the weight loss thing. I had to kind of get in tune with my body and physiology and healthy living, but I think it kind of goes back to, like you, I like to help people. I felt real comfortable with a one-on-one counseling-type conversation and I like to help people. I was always consider myself a friend. I'm, I'm, I'm a hugger, you know, I give my buddies hugs. I, I, I like to embrace and just be there for someone. So I feel like that's ultimately what drove me to medicine. And, and, and I don't, you know, I don't regret it. I feel like I'm living every day, enjoying what I do. And, but you know, like I said, like this, the podcast, there's still a creative side of me that says, Hey, there's some other things you can do. You can bring your gifts and talents in different directions. And that's kind of what led to some of my other side projects and not necessarily for anything other than just to flex that part of my, my muscle, my brain, the muscle in my brain that says, Hey, why don't you try this? Why don't you try that? Why not? You know? And so it's been fun doing those, those things as well. Yeah. I think it's been great. I've, I've kind of feel like I've been along for the ride since the early parts of Craig cream and then <laughs> the involvement that it's taken. And I always, I think I've told John a time or two and I always see it in you the way your eyes light up about it, dude, you do have a very creative side. And I think it's cool that you are, um, embracing that side of things rather than being complacent with a great job that you do have and helping people, but to also embrace like, Hey, I'm going to go down a road. I don't know a whole lot about, but is exciting for me at the same time. Yeah. You know, just the chance to work with friends like we're doing here and, and talk and get together and plan and strategize and see, Hey, I have this idea. Can it come to life? You know, watching it come to life. It's like a painting, you know, you start with a blank canvas you put some effort and time in, you do a little work and over time that picture gets more and more beautiful and you can sit back and go, wow, it's really cool. And so I kind of liken it to art, you know? Yeah, that's great. Um, so for, I think that's a pretty common thing for people who generally go into a field that is uh, consistent with one or maybe both of their parents that go into. And for a lot of people, uh, I think they go into that and they, it may not be their calling. Um, Mm -hmm. so for me personally, whenever I was in school, we did have people who were on second careers. I know you had talked about it, Mm -hmm. um, in one of the earlier podcasts, um, hot dog that, you know, it was the same thing in the the law law community. There Mm -hmm. were a number of people who were on their, maybe their second or third career. So, uh, if you are, if you did fall into that, um, way of life of, Oh, I'm going to grow up, be like my dad or grow up, be like my mom. And it may not be as fulfilling as you thought it would be. You know, you can always change, change your circumstances and do something that is more fulfilling for you personally. Absolutely. I remember in my class, I had a uh, couple of my good, I mean, of course, I was in my early 20s at the time, but we had folks in their 40s and 50s and 
One was a former, uh, let's see, one was a former uh, teacher. We had an engineer and my buddy Scott Bergio, Dr. Bergio, I'm sure you're out there somewhere, copy repairman. Wow. What? Copy machine repairman. That's <clears> what he him. did. And decided to go to med school. So he had a really good, uh, I guess he was good at small, hands-on, technically challenging uh, tasks, but he decided, you know what? I'm gonna be a doctor. That's a that's a swing right there. No, yeah, um, absolutely. It's it's funny because there was an anesthesiologist that was here in town for a while, recently moved away, and he was a water delivery man. Oh uh, wow. No kidding. Yeah, like I don't think it was Kentwood. I don't remember what, what um water it was he delivered, but he was a water delivery man, decided, uh, I'm tired of carrying around these big <laughs> jugs of water. I'm gonna go to med school. <laughs> And, you know, I think people do struggle um, with what their calling is, what their purpose is. And I would submit to you, I'm a big believer in you can have thoughts, ideas, et cetera, but your actions, if, if you're struggling out there, I would submit to you, try to look at what you enjoy doing with your time. Because someone's, your actions really speak louder than words and are really indicative of what you like to do for the most part. And if you're not happy with those actions, well, then that's probably not something you should be doing anyway and try to figure out something you're happy about. But if you truly look at your actions, that could maybe lead or open doors into what you would find good at or what you might want to do in your life and things like that. Yeah, that's, that's pretty funny. Um, last night or the night before, um, as I walked in the house, getting home from work, my wife was like, what did she just say? And she rewound the TV and uh, on the, it's one of the travel channel shows. It was this young girl. She was, uh, makes a comment. She's like, yeah, I was living in Lake Charles, Louisiana, working at a casino and, we were traveling around doing these pictures, these photo stuff, and ended up she made a career um, out of going and taking these, you know, crazy videos. I think it's her and her boyfriend, or maybe her and her husband, um, that go around the world now. Now they are paid to go and shoot these videos and these pictures on uh, different locations all over the world. I mean, I was like, oh man, that'd be a great job. That's awesome. Maybe Hot Dog could get yeah, in on awesome. this. Yeah, well, I that's what I, can I don't know about. if it was her husband though. That reminds me of a. <laughs> This weekend, my, my wife and I were in Houston um, visiting some family, and she's been following this uh, family called the Bucket List Family. And it was basically these parents who said, you know, our kids are in school. They're just going through the motions. What if we could, like, homeschool them but do it in different parts of the country? And so basically they started traveling the country, going to different cities uh, while teaching their kids and documenting it on Instagram and taking videos. Long story short, now they have a huge following. They're getting like they were in Disney World for a month. They get paid now to go to all these different locations around the world and sort of showcase and document their experience no with kidding. their children and learning. And they're called the Bucket List Family. And I haven't followed them. My wife follows them, and it's sort of like, could you imagine? That's their career, and this probably sustains them and supports them. They're seeing the world. The kids are having an educational experience like none other. Uh, and that's just an example, I guess, of really kind of. You know, if you're in a situation where you're really just not happy, but you see another opportunity to 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 do that thing that you feel called to do, it takes a leap of faith because I'm sure at first it was not supported by sponsors, and, yeah. Uh, but now they're doing it. You know, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, um, I think you know, like I talked about in some of the earlier podcasts, uh, we were homeschooled. Uh, all of us were homeschooled until high school, and then we went to high school. And uh, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. Uh, we would have probably been in a lot more trouble uh, had we had a film crew following us around on a daily basis <laughs> to see what we were doing. But it would have made for some, some exciting TV if uh, you could have followed us around on a day-to-day basis imagine. once we were finished with our two to three hours of schoolwork that we did a day. Uh, it, it would have been pretty funny. 
<laughs> you know what I think is really cool about that too? Like what your, your parents decided to do the homeschooling, Craig, talking about this bucket list thing, the repair man going to um, medical school. It's back to old classic hot dog saying of it can all change in the snap of a finger. Like I think it's pretty, pretty cool that uh, you can do what you want. And, and I think to myself, I know people give me a hard time about this. I do try to live my life like, hey, you never know when your last day can come. Um, and Greg, you were just telling us a story about one of your coworkers losing their spouse, and, and you just don't know. So I think about that a lot. Wouldn't you want to go out your way? Wouldn't you want to go out doing what you think you were called to do or being who you feel inherently you were put on this earth to be? And I think that's extremely satisfying, extremely powerful to be like, man, I get the choice to do that. And it might take a lot of work. It might be difficult. You might hear the noise like you're saying, Craig, the outside noise, like, what the heck is he doing? I hear it all the time. I mean, literally, Bashir, <laughs> Bashir went to Heinen the other day uh, for a little checkup. Heinen's getting so many shout outs. I, I hope he's listening. <laughs> and he goes in, in Bashir's. They're talking about, I don't even know what they're talking about. They're like, so how the hot dog, does he even work? Like, what's he doing? <laughs> oh, that's fine. He's in the workout room. He's shooting podcasts, messing with the restaurant. How's he got 130 clients? What's he doing? Um, and so I kind of hear it a lot for my own little lifestyle. But at the end of the day, it's pretty satisfying to me to be like, I'm trying to live the you know what I see fit, what I'm called to do in, in God's eyes in a sense. And I think that's ultimately very powerful because if you're not, I think you end up becoming frustrated. You don't allow for the personal growth like Craig just talked about. And you're ultimately not going to feel good about yourself, which can affect your mental health in a lot of ways. So I think it's really powerful that, boom, in the snap of a finger, you can change it. You can do it. Just got to take the first step kind of thing. Yep. Um, first off, it sounds like Hot Dog gets up in the morning. Uh, I posted a couple of little uh, videos of Hot Dog getting dressed, that kind of thing, among other things. What? <laughs> What are you talking about? <laughs> the little hot dog getting dressed. Oh. Yeah, I was like, wait, where's this going? The little hot dog getting dressed in the bun. It's like, man, does he have um, an alias out there? <laughs> he rolls out, gets in his car, and then he turns on his uh, Rihanna tape and live your life. Hey. <laughs> it sounds like that's what he's doing every morning. I but, you know, there, there is. The most <laughs> Minus the song, but I tried. Oh, I thought you were saying you really did listen to the song. There's all kind of music going on in my, my truck, dude. We're but I, I think that is a great point that, um, you know, if people can find things that they're truly happy doing and uh, or rewarding for them uh, personally, that goes, um, gives them a lot more self-worth, a lot more uh, longevity in, in doing what they choose to do. So I, th I think those are some great points that you brought up, hot dog. What about this, guys? Uh, I know we're kind of getting toward the end of the segment here a little bit, but things like... Never who, heard of it. Who are you living for, in a sense? Uh, and I think it's important that, obviously in my eyes, that first and foremost, living for God, but I think there's a lot of other ways in life that you can that are secondary to it. If you have kids, obviously, y'all's kids, spouses, your friends. There's a lot of things that can inspire you, and I know we've talked about that, with who you're living for. Y'all got any thoughts on that? Yeah, I'm like you. I think first and foremost, you know, I'm I'm a Christian. I'm living for God, and then my family, uh, and then what do what are we leaving behind? You know, I think whenever we serve others out of love, that's probably one of the greatest things uh, we can leave behind and live for. Whether that's our jobs, in some cases, and other times it might be just a relationship you have with a friend or family member. And uh, I love Matt. You talk about experiences and just capturing those moments in your mind, and and just the joy you share. Uh, have, sharing those experiences with others. And so 
you know, like you said, snap of a finger, we're all here. And I think so many people, and I worry about the teens these days. I got these teenagers, and I'm trying to limit their their use of their iPhones. The older ones, 18, and I let the older ones have a little more freedoms. But you know, the, the social media these days, uh, trying to compare themselves to others and makes them not feel. You know, you don't want your them comparing themselves to others and changing for society. So you try to teach them to stand up for their values. You know, be confident in who you are. You're beautiful. This is the way God made you. And you know, it's about being yourself. And then right. when you're true to yourself uh, and you're honest with yourself, I think you can be of most value to those you're called to be uh, here for. And that's kind of what ultimately God put us here to do is to share and get people closer to him and then serve those with, with love best we can. And so I think maybe probably my top couple. Very well said, Greg Green. Yeah, Craig, you know, you brought up some good points with the uh, social media. I know Hot Dog gives me a hard time about not being friends with him, um, but I don't do a whole lot on uh, social media. I'm going to have to stop you right and there. You are our number one <laughs> responder to all <laughs> to all of the podcast fans. Minus that, yes, not my social media. <laughs> okay, but that's work. That's not just playing around, trolling, that kind of thing. But, you know, there have been studies that it, that show that um, the more time that people spend on social media, looking at Facebook, Instagram, those types of things, that it tends to bring out more depression, uh, less uh, self-worth um, whenever they spend more time doing those activities. Now, to me, I've never really been uh, done a whole lot of social media. I do do the commenting on the the podcast stuff but other than that not really a whole lot but um it never made a whole lot of sense to me um i do enjoy seeing some of my family's you know pictures of the my nieces and nephews siblings some of those types of things but just to spend time going around looking at other people's lives that you know may or may not be true and accurate um people i'm sure would tend to put out their best um their best, I don't know what I'm trying to say here, their best yeah, they kind of version of, themselves, version of yeah. themselves out there that may not be completely accurate. And, you know, a lot of people will look around and say, oh, man, look at this. This life looks great. They're living it up. They're doing awesome. And in reality, uh, it may be an empty, yeah, an empty situation. Right. I think so that's really well said. Um, <clears throat> it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's like you talk about the subject being yourself. Well, that involves a interaction with another human being, a real life interaction. And a lot of times, like you mentioned, these social media portrayals aren't, aren't yourself. It's, it's what you did. It's the 10 great things you did that month, but yeah. not the 20 crappy things that happened to you that sure. month. And so, um, whenever people see your vulnerability and how you handle those hard situations and those interactions, um, I mean, that's really what it's all about. If you're just going to sit behind a screen and hit some buttons, I mean, you're not talking to anybody. Nobody's talking to you. You're kind of in this false world. So it's something maybe to challenge people to do to back out a little bit from the social media. I agree. When it comes to that, I'm not some guru at it. Shout out to Courtney, my paralegal, and our sister of the podcast here. She does all our posts. Uh, Broly did us a couple posts, but Courtney does a lot of our posts for us. And even on my own personal thing, like I'm trying to get the word out about the podcast to, to my friends. I barely know how to do it because when I get on Facebook, I don't go through about the first two or three things on my oh, yeah. whatever the timeline is or whatever it's called. I'm not some social guy. and I, But I always walked around saying this. The only reason I have it is... I wasn't walking around saying this part, but the only reason I really do have the social media is for like the business pages and things like that. And it is cool to, to see what people are doing. And um, one of my lines is don't look at what other people are doing. Go live it yourself. Yes. Go create those things yourself when you can be, you know, snap of a finger doing whatever you want to do. 
Uh, so I do think it's powerful for some positivity, seeing some good things, what others are doing, but you got to be careful with it, comparing yourself. And like y'all are saying, I think a lot of times people may to want to make themselves feel better, et cetera. They could look like they're having a lot of fun in that picture they're taking, but behind the scenes there was an argument taking place five minutes before it or something like that too. You really don't know what's exactly going on prior to that, making it out there on the line. So, yeah, I think that's all some really good points, guys. Yeah, so, you know, to your point, Greg, I think it's important uh, to have those uh, real-life personal interactions uh, to be able to share yourself and your gift with other other people. To me, that's always been much more rewarding and much more long-lasting than um, any electronic um, interaction. Sure, I have one parting quote that I found I thought might be appropriate for yes. our recent discussions. It's by Osho. Well, I have to assume there's some intellectual out there with Wait, some good can things. Can you say that again? Osho. Osho. Is Osho. That, Osho. Is that kind of like the uh, Nintendo Ocho? Ocho. Osho. <laughs> so these are the words from Osho when you're having a rough day. And the quote goes, Experience life in all possible ways. Good, bad, bitter, sweet, dark, light, summer, winter. Experience all the dualities. Don't be afraid of experience because the more you experience, the more experience you have, the more mature you become. And I would, I would say the more you grow. I love that. Dude. No, that's great. And, and awesome. you know, the only thing that makes me sad about the, that quote is the listeners out there didn't get to see all the facial expressions that Greg Green was throwing out when he was reading that quote. <laughs> it made it even that much better. <laughs> I'll try to make an Osho uh, quote face and y'all can, uh, take a picture. <laughs> that's good stuff. We're going to roll into our segment of what made you hit the gas or pump the brakes this week. And I think we're going with some pump the brakes action. John and Craig both have something for us. So we're going to flip a coin to see who's rolling. Drum Craig, roll. call it in the air. Drum roll. Heads. Oh, uh, Craig, heads it is, buddy. So it's you. <laughs> okay. So, all right. This is kind of weird. So I'm coming over the bridge <laughs> last night. Beautiful blue two sky. 210 or I 10? Actually, 210. 210 bridge, okay. A cold front had just come through. So yeah. the, no, you could actually see stars. It was Normally, down this night. part of the country, there's so many plants that it kind of kind of mutes the, the stars, but you could see some. And I, I see this huge bright light in the sky just coming down in the horizon real fast, but in a very graceful kind of cascade. And at first, I thought, oh, it's fireworks in the distance. And it was a shooting star. Wow, I was like, hey, nice. did y'all see that shooting star? And I realized it was just me, <laughs> but it was, uh, it was actually really cool. Cause I don't see those too often. I mean, one time I went running real early in the morning in the dusk, uh, I saw one, but if you haven't seen a shooting star in a while. It's pretty wild. And they started thinking, so where did it go? Did it burn up in the atmosphere? Did it fall into the ocean? I don't know. It was just, I don't know, special. So Very it cool. wasn't ET? It wasn't ET. Mm-hmm. No. I saw one in Nevada when we were out there a few weeks back. First time I'd seen one and I don't even know how long. Yeah, pretty cool. Right pretty over cool. 210, huh? Yes. So I almost hit my brakes to watch it, and I was like, I cannot stop <laughs> on the interstate. But uh, anyway, that was kind of cool. Hit the brakes in your mind. Cause a Hit the up. brakes in my mind. Took a moment to Call appreciate God's beautiful creations. Man, that's awesome, Craig Cream. Well, look, guys, we appreciate everyone listening in to us this week, and we'll leave you with the fact that, that life is fast. It can be fleeting. Uh, you get the one life to live, so live it to your best and do something that, that you feel comfortable with and you feel that you're called to do. And until next time, we'll catch you later. Aye. Hey, y'all. If you've been enjoying picking up what we've been laying down, subscribe and never miss an episode. Find us on social media and let us know who's driving your car this week.
You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Who's Driving Your Car Podcast. Perfect timing, sun is shining, nothing more I need. Yeah. If you feel like this your best life, won't you sing with me?